What Have I Done With My Life? A Joshua Wagner story, written and narrated by Ray Rout. I opened my eyes and took in my surroundings. The room was full of light because of the sun streaking in through the front window, and the scene around me was fully illuminated, making me think, what the fuck did I do with my life? On the floor sleeping in front of me was a young woman about 21 years old. Her blonde hair looked like it hadn't been washed in weeks. She was skinny, too skinny. I could easily see her ribs. She was sleeping on the dirty brown carpet in a tattered old baby blue sports bra and black leggings. My friend and the renter of the house, Blaze, was sleeping in the old lazy boy he'd found on the curb down the street. Blaze's real name was Grant Nickerson, but I'd given him the nickname Blaze when we were still freshmen in high school. I called him Blaze because he spent 90% of our freshman year stoned and, well, nobody knew how to roll a joint and spark one quite like Blaze did. When Blaze and I first met, we were both up-and-coming hockey stars. Our high school coach was already talking about college and scholarships. Blaze was 6 foot 2 and weighed 210 pounds of solid muscle. I was 5'11 and 225. I had muscle, but I carried a little bit more fat than Blaze. Blaze is still 6'2 and I'm still 5'11, but our body weights have dropped significantly. I was carrying about 122 pounds and I was still dropping weight by the day. Blaze was an unhealthy 110. Both our hockey careers ended after multiple failed drug tests and it put us both down a path that nobody would have suspected. I sat up on the couch that I'd fallen asleep on. I was rubbing my face, not really remembering falling asleep when it hit me. Shit. I told Jen that I was running out for an hour. She's going to fucking kill me. Jen was my girlfriend and we'd been together for about three years now. If I was going to be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure why she's still with me. I met her when she was a senior in college and I was working a no-show construction job. Jen was studying architecture and already had a job lined up at her dad's firm after she graduated. I wasn't really in a bad place when we met and we'd fallen in love and stayed together. After we'd been together for about a year though, Jen had told me that she wanted to break it off. She said that my lifestyle didn't fit with hers and if I wasn't going to help myself, she couldn't stay with me. I was crushed, but there was no way I was going to let her see it. I told her if that's how she felt, she knew where the door was. To nobody's surprise, she left. To my shock, she returned two weeks later and she told me that she was pregnant. We decided for the sake of our unborn child that we'd give it another try and, well, I'd clean myself up. Spoiler alert, I didn't. I got off on the couch and I went over to where Blaze was sleeping and I gave him a little shake. He woke up and he looked at me with one of those, why the fuck are you waking me up look. I said, give me your phone, I need to call Jen. Without saying a word, Blaze pointed over to his kitchen table that only had one chair. I could see his phone sitting on the table and plugged into the wall. I walked over, picked up the phone and called Jen. She picked up on the third ring with a very exhausted sounding hello. I said, hey, it's me. I ran into Blaze last night. I came over to his place and we both passed out. I'm heading home in a couple of minutes. I could hear a lot of screaming and banging in the background on the other end of the phone and I knew it was my son Chase. He had reached those terrible twos and could be a bit of a handful. Chase was a good-looking kid, and I'm not just saying that because he's my son. He has curly brown hair and a touch of olive Sicilian skin like his mother. He's got my blue eyes and Jen's slender nose. He's going to be tall. He'll at least hit my 5'11", but he'll probably be more like my brother, who's 6'3". Jen said, are you fucking kidding me? You've been home for less than a day, and you're already pulling this shit? I looked at the floor embarrassed, even though Jen couldn't see me through the phone. I said, look, this isn't my old shit, I promise. This was a legit mistake. I know I don't deserve it, but you need to trust me. The whole reason I went away was so that you could trust me. Everything went silent for a second. Even Chase had stopped screaming. 
I was actually imagining my little boy looking up at his mother as she wrestled with the information I'd just given her. The truth of the matter is, I'd given Jen no reason to trust me. My actions last night had proven that she shouldn't, but I needed her to. I needed to see her. I needed to see Chase. I needed normality in my life. She finally broke the silence and said, You better not be fucked up when you get home. I said, I'm not. I'm sober. I didn't want to wake Blaze up again, so I just plugged his phone back in and quietly exited the house through the side door in the kitchen. I lived about four blocks away to the north. Instead, I turned south and decided to walk the long way home. My head was pounding, and I thought back to last night. Jen had picked me up earlier in the day from a 15-day dry house. It was my third time attending that place. I'd struggled with my addiction to drugs and alcohol since high school. I somehow managed to kick the pills, but I was still hitting the bottle. Chase was at Jen's parents' house, and after we'd eaten dinner, she was leaving to pick him up. I told her I was going to run to the store and buy some toiletries that I'd forgotten at the dry house. She told me that Chase was excited to see me, and you know what? I was excited to see him. It had been months since my son had seen his father sober, and for at least one night, he and I could bond in a way that we haven't been able to. I left the house the same time as Jen. She jumped in our only car, and I started my walk to the store. I had to pass by Blaze's house to get to the shop I was going to, so I decided to pop in and say hi. Blaze greeted me at the door with a big hug, and I could smell the beer on his breath. I walked into the house, and he introduced me to Haley, a young girl that he'd met at a bar a couple days back. I took a seat on the couch next to Haley, and Blaze poured me a shot of my favorite Jack Daniels. I looked at him with a sideways look and said, I just got back from a dry house. He looked at me with a mischievous grin and said, That's never stopped you before. The problem with the dry house is all you do is get sober. They don't actually treat you. You don't talk about why you drink. It's just an alcohol-free house with staff that don't give a shit, and they monitor your vitals and make sure your heart doesn't give out while you're going through withdrawal. I gave Blaze a wink, grabbed the shot, and threw it down my throat. Blaze handed me his beer as a chaser, but I shook it off and pointed at the Jack Daniels bottle. The warm, burning liquid felt so good going down. After 15 days, I just needed one more. Unfortunately, one more turned into a lot more. And at about 3 o'clock in the morning, instead of sleeping in my bed beside Jen after spending time with my son, I was on a dirty couch having sex with some girl my buddy met at a bar as he was passed out on a recliner. Haley and I had sex three more times that night. I never used protection, and now I feel like shit. In less of the day, I've gone back to my old cycle. Get drunk, cheat on Jen, and ask the world to feel sorry for me. The 30-minute walk seemed like it only took two minutes. That's with me stopping at the store, grabbing some mouthwash, Advil, and an orange Gatorade to hide my actions from last night. Now I was standing in front of my house. I already discarded the mouthwash, Advil, and Gatorade, and I slowly walked up the steps. I opened the front door and walked in. A front foyer looked into the living room, and I saw Chase sitting on the couch watching some Disney shit on TV, and I could hear Jen in the kitchen. I walked over to Chase and sat down beside him and whispered, Hey, buddy. I whispered because I didn't want Jen to hear me. I wanted to extend the time before I had to face her as long as I could. Chase, though, didn't understand my plan and screamed, Daddy! That was that. My presence was known, and I could hear Jen stop what she was doing. I hugged Chase, and then I sat back and awaited Jen's wrath. She walked out from the kitchen, and I couldn't help but recognize the drastic difference between Jen and Haley. Jen was wearing clean black leggings, a tight white top that just showed a hint of her black bra. Her brown hair wavy and freshly washed, and her olive skin accentuated her beautiful brown eyes. Jen was a health nut and ate right and exercised daily. I sat looking at her, and the same thought that I had this morning came to my mind. The fuck am I doing with my life? 
I have a beautiful girlfriend who I want to make my wife, a handsome son, and a house we own. And when I say own, I mean Jen pays for everything and just allows me to be on the paperwork. What the hell am I drinking my life away and screwing drunks, risking losing what every man wants? Jen didn't say hi. I could see the anger and hurt in her face. I could also see that she couldn't take much more of this. She said, you look like shit. I said, I don't feel like shit. Right, she said. I could tell she didn't believe me. She knew I was drinking last night. I was half expecting my clothes to be in garbage bags on the front lawn when I got home. I need you to watch Chase today, she said. I'm going shopping with my mom, then we're going to catch a movie. You think you can handle that? I said, I can handle watching my son. We're going to have a great time. Jen's eyes narrowed, and I felt like she was staring into my soul. She said, I swear, if I come home tonight and you were drinking, you're done. Do you understand me? I don't blame her for saying it. If she did come home tonight and I was alone drunk with our son, it wouldn't have been the first time. Even so, I promised her I'd stay sober. She looked at me with skepticism and went to our bedroom. A few minutes later, she changed into a short sundress, kissed Chase goodbye, and left the house without even acknowledging me. The day went about as expected. Chase did two-year-old things. He ran around the house, he made a mess, he begged for snacks, refused to eat his dinner, cried when he took a bath, and fell asleep around 8.30. For my part, I hadn't drank all day. I wanted one, and I can't say that I wouldn't have had a drink if Jen wouldn't have dumped all the booze out before I got home. I thought about taking a swig of the mouthwash in our bathroom. However, Jen thought ahead and replaced it all with alcohol-free mouthwash. With Chase fast asleep, I went outside for a cigarette. I didn't know when Jen was coming home, but I knew I had some serious thinking to do, and when she did get home, we had some serious talking to do. I went inside and I called my mother. I recapped the last 24 hours and my mother said, Joshua Allen Wagner, if you want to keep that girl and that little boy, you need to make some drastic changes. I knew my mother was right. How much longer could Jen deal with my shit? But my mother's next words hit me deep. And she said, I had a talk with Jen. I told her that she had so much going for her, and that if you refused to change, she needed to leave you. I sat there stunned. My mother was still talking, but I couldn't shake what I just heard. Had my mother really told Jen that she should leave me? This was huge because if there was anybody in the world to look past my imperfections, it was Carla Wagner. Growing up, she was the one who had my back, the only one who protected me from the monster. And now she was telling the woman I loved to leave me? However, what my mother said next brought everything back into perspective. She said, Chase doesn't need you as an influence in his life. I tried to protect you from your father. I tried to push you in the right direction. And even though you always swore you'd be different, you've ended up just like him. That hurt. My father was a coward. And I would never inflict the type of pain on a Chase that he inflicted onto me. However, my mom had a point. Maybe I was setting up Chase for failure. I asked my mom if she'd given up on me, and I wasn't shocked, but it still hurt when she said almost. My mother told me that I was putting myself in a position that I would find myself without a family. I thought of being alone for the rest of my miserable life shook me to the core. I told my mom I had to go and hung up. I stood in the kitchen for a little while, staring at a sink full of dishes that I was leaving for Jen to wash. I walked into the bedroom, and I packed a bag. It was time to go. It was time for a fresh start. Jen got home around 9.45. She found me sitting in the living room, my packed suitcase on the floor, and I was on her laptop. She asked, what's this all about? Are you leaving? I looked at her with tears in my eyes, and I said, the only way to save us is to save me. And yes, I'm leaving, but I promise I'll be back. I explained to Jen 
why I hadn't stayed sober after I left the dry house. I explained that I needed therapy. I needed to address why I'm hurting her, Chase, and myself. I said, I don't want to be alone forever, but I also can't go on this way. I also can't expect you to stay with me if this is the way I'm going to act. I explained that if she was okay with it, I'd found a 90-day rehab where I could get sober and stay sober. It wasn't free like the community dry house, but if I went there, I could change our lives forever. I'd already called the facility and they were willing to take me for the night. They had therapy sessions, employment programs, and meetings. It wasn't cheap, but I truly believed it was the solution. Jen stared at me for a long time. Then she got up, woke up Chase, and said, let's go. The next hour was a blur. We got in the car and started the drive, just the three of us, the family I wanted us to be. At 11.37 p.m., we pulled up to the rehab facility, and Jen handed me a sleeping chase, took my hand, and we started walking up to the front door. I was taken to a room by myself as Jen and Chase waited in another room. I did all the necessary paperwork, handed over Jen's credit card. After processing the payment, I put the card in my wallet, a mistake I'll regret later, and I was brought out into a waiting room to say goodbye. Jen and I both cried, and now an awake Chase stared at me confused. Jen explained that Daddy had to stay here for a bit, but we'd all be back together in a few months. We said our goodbyes, and they left. Jen got home that night and put Chase to bed. She knew she would be sad that I was going to be away for so long, but knew that things would be better when I got home. Before getting home and then bringing me to rehab, Jen had a strange encounter when she was out with her mom, and she was coming home to throw me out. I'd fucked up in ways she couldn't imagine, and she was done with me. Somehow I changed her mind when I started talking about rehab, and she realized that everything I did wrong was because of the booze. And if I was willing to take the step and make things right, maybe we would have our happy ending after all. Jen looked over and saw her bags from her earlier shopping trip with her mother, and it dawned on her. She'd given the wrong credit card to the rehab facility. She paid for everything on the card she'd given me, and... Even though she had a high credit limit, there wouldn't be enough to cost the full coverage of the facility. She called the number on the card that she was given before she left me. Just as the phone started ringing, there was a knock on the door. Jen was a little startled at this late hour and started walking slowly to the door. The rehab center answered the phone and Jen answered the door as she advised them her error with the credit card and that she'd like to give them another number. But Jen was advised that she didn't have to worry about that. I'd already checked myself out. What Have I Done With My Life? A Joshua Wagner Story Written and narrated by Ray Rout